Hello, we're back. This is the Assholes in Headphones podcast. Thanks for tuning in. This is the second episode, and on this episode, I gave Pat an album called Failure On by a band called Beloved. And for some reason, I gave you Turnstile, Glow On. Weird. I don't know how that worked out, but it did. So we're talking about Beloved, Failure On, and Turnstile, Glow On on this one. It got interesting. There's a lot of what the hell did they mean going on in this one. There really was. But um, these, these are interesting. And I honestly, this was recorded a little while ago. So, and I don't even remember how this went. Did no. I get drunk on this one? I might have got a little drunk on I this one. I think you had a little bit of... I had a little, little too much ge- malt liquor? Yeah, you or might maybe have. that was on the last one. Shit, I don't even remember. You had a Steel Reserve and an Arnold Palmer? <laughs> no, I don't that know. had to be on the first one. Fuck, I don't even remember. <laughs> But I, I hope everybody listens and enjoys, and thanks for coming back. And if it's your first time, this is what it's about. We're just a couple assholes in headphones giving you our opinion on some shit. Yeah, don't take it personal. Enjoy. Right. Thanks. It actually sounded like that song was made to start a podcast with. No, it starts, it's a really good kick in the face to start with. It's good. It's like, uh, I can also hear it in an elevator, I feel like. Maybe. <laughs> really? <laughs> well, maybe like the MIDI version. Yeah, exactly. Like the lo-fi version. You're on hold. Man, they should do a lo-fi version of that. That uh, would translate well. <clears throat> Have really you seen those, those playlists? There's whole Spotify lo-fi playlists of like uh, emo core shit. Really? Yeah. Uh-oh. Like, that's uh, a rabbit hole. I'm like about. Stray from the Path and <laughs> shit like that. Like they do, there's even a couple Counterparts songs that what? they do like lo-fi versions of. There's like, how does anyone do something new anymore? When you when you hear shit like that, you're like, it's just. did you know there's a whole playlist? It's, yeah, it's just uh, somebody thought of it first. <laughs> Nothing's yeah. really new. Somebody just finally did it. I guess there's always another idea to be made. <clears throat> there is, there is. Anyway, what the fuck was that song? We should probably uh, tell people. So that was Failure on My Lips by Beloved or Beloved, which yeah. is the first topic. We got to just knock that that out on this uh, this band and this album. Is like wh- how you say the name? Is it Beloved or Beloved? I always understood it as Beloved. That's what I was leaning like towards. Your Beloved. Right. This is our Beloved thing. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to sign up. What is Beloved. That. I mean, it's the same word. It's the same word is just how you say it? Are you from Arizona? You're from oh, okay. Pennsylvania? So I don't know. So we're talking about a Pop or soda. thing here. Yeah. I, <laughs> well, I no, that doesn't. Said, <laughs> I always said beloved. Beloved? That's like, what I was saying in my head. You are my beloved. So these guys are from uh, 17th century <laughs> England? Maybe. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, They're uh, actually from North Carolina. And they are straight edge band, right? Or they were? Are? Um, You know what? I didn't go, come across anything that says straight edge um, that I re- remember looking into it. Well... I didn't, I haven't seen like a, yes, they are straight edge. And that's nothing that should define a band, I don't think. No. Um, But some, they came up in the scene, what was this, 2003? I think this one was, yeah, 03. 03, yeah. And that was their only full length album. Yes, they had a, their EP was Failure On, I think. 
Oh. And that one is great too. But yeah, let me look that up. When did that one come out? Uh, oh, no, the, oh, they did that reissue. Oh, the running. That's what it is. The running. Yep. Oh, four. So okay, so it was after. Yeah, and then then they broke up. I don't know. I don't, or they just stopped making music. I know they had that uh, recent so, single. <clears throat> yeah, Abyss they, that came out in twenty. They made sure. Yeah, it recently came out, but they twenty one. They made it very apparent to everybody that, that like this is not the band getting back together. This is the band getting back together to make a song, have some fun, see how shit goes. We don't have like twelve songs under the carpet that we're gonna pull out and like show everybody. So. I don't know. Which is exactly what you think when you get a single like that. Yeah. You're like, oh, geez, sweet baby Jesus. The All band's the getting like, back together. Here we go. And they're like, no, go fuck yourself. Yeah, no, we're just having fun. Just like Alexis on Fire did. Remember when they did that one? No. Uh, yeah, they did one, two, I want to say 19. It was really? called something about uh, drugs. Mm. It was a single that came out or like a two song EP thing or something. But yeah, they did the same thing. Dallas had an interview with uh, the, who's the other singer? <laughs> Sorry, bro. I'm sure everybody <laughs> in the band does that. Everybody, every fan does that with Alexis so far. There's Dallas Green and then this guy that screams. <laughs> the, <laughs> guy whoever the, whoever the other guy no one guy. cares about. Yeah. Anyway, both those guys, they did an interview and they said, we're, we're getting together, just hanging out, having fun. It was kind of like what we do for this podcast. One of them just hit the other one. Hey, you want to like try to make a song again? Right. Just see what the fuck happens. And they're like, yeah, sure. So they made a couple and then. And that was it. But that's what they said. Like, we're not making an album. We're just kind of see what this, ha- if it takes off and we have a really fun time doing it, we'll do it. If we don't, we, d- we won't. I totally respect that because I don't think there'd be anything worse than they, they put this album together that just shouldn't have been done. And it's a total fucking boner melt. Yeah. There's no yeah, it's, like worse feeling than that i think it's a good it's a good touch to like they're not doing it you know they're not doing it because label says we got you for one more album gotta put this out gotta put this out yeah they don't they they're literally just doing it they can do it themselves right dallas has fucking dallas green money like whatever (laughs) well and even anymore it's like some of these albums that come out like bill murray's a great example you were talking about bill murray the other day uh, off the cast that dude just records in his basement in like this shitty house. I've seen it. Like he has a he has a Mac, you know. Sweet. And he puts out however he's doing it. It's r- fucking great. Really shit. good albums. Yeah, they're really good. So you don't even really honestly have to have very much money. You just got to have a computer and a microphone and an interface. Yeah, and you could do it. Or you could do it like Dave did it. And you could just spend your retirement on his <laughs> studio <laughs> in his house. This shit is nice, though. It is fucking nice. It is very nice. <clears throat> you show me shit, though, nice, and I was Dave. like, uh, uh. You're like, I, I've had enough time to price that out. Yeah, That's, I was looking at shit, and I'm like, where do you, you just work? just shit down both legs, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it is cool that anybody can make and record now. But, uh, and it certainly doesn't make you good. <laughs> no, you still gotta have it. Yeah. <laughs> or some shit, you're like, mm, you should quit. Yeah. These or guys should, shouldn't have quit, though. I know. I really dug this shit. I beloved it. You beloved this I beloved shit. it. it. <laughs> <laughs> but I have a gripe. Um, okay. I got a gripe. Do it. So I told you when you gave me this album, this was your choice, Yeah. that I had a CDR. Yeah. And uh, that song, that opening track we, we opened with, I, I remember that vividly. Uh-huh. Pretty good song. So then I just, I go dive in read the lyrics as I listen to the whole album. Uh-huh. And my first thought was, this is awful. 
Yeah. These lyrics are are tough. Um, they're to read or understand. To, I guess, in the sense like he doesn't he doesn't like to rhyme at all, which is fine. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to, but he doesn't rhyme, and the his clean vocals are like they're weird. I don't know how to describe it. They're, there's they're not. It's not sing alongable, if you will. Because it doesn't yeah. rhyme, and there doesn't. Unless it, you know what he's saying, it's not singalongable. Right. If I you've guess. listened to it uh, maybe a hundred times, and you just know it that well, then you're mm-hmm. gonna sing it. But it's not like a lot of a pop song where you could hear it twice and then be like, "Yeah, you know, my dog got ran over." I understand that. Yeah, I was. I I don't. Maybe it's just how my brain connects lyrics and shit like that. But I've always. That's what got me on this, and that's what I first really loved about the album is it wasn't that kind of poppy i i could follow mm-hmm. the melodies and things but um it was important to, or it, it got me kind of in the same way Etid does in some spots where that chorus might not do the exact same thing because the lyrics you're aren't right. doing because like you said they're not rhyming right they're not like you're going to get the same type of thing but not the same enunciation at the same part 100 you know? percent, like, and that's uh what got me to it <clears throat> and then it was because the like when I got into into it more lyrically as far as like reading the lyrics or hearing them right cleaner you know sometimes you just have to hear how the guy screams two or three times and then all of a sudden like words start clicking you know <laughs> like it's a tough band get... if you don't have the lyrics in front of you yeah to decipher some of it yeah because i had the very... lyrics and i got lost at one point i was like what where the hell is... yeah. Wait, he, he got ahead of me he is a very like gravelly singer or screamer but his screams are the highlight of that album mm-hmm. to me you think well maybe not the highlight one of the highlights okay because I don't know what it is about the tone of his voice and the way he screams, mm-hmm. but it doesn't matter what the fuck he's saying to me. Mm-hmm. It's just an honest fucking scream. Uh, it, yeah, he conveys what he's saying, and that is the with the scream. So is that the drummer? I the screamer? The, I know the drummer does cleans, but does the drummer scream? Holy shit! I didn't vocals? even know that. Yeah, the drummer does the cleans for sure, and he might be the only vocalist. Well, how the fuck did I miss that? I don't know. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> yeah, he's... Um, you could tell he did some pretty extensive research. <laughs> <laughs> you you listened to it and you were like, you know what? Fuck this. I can't follow this like a pop song. I'm, I'm going to rip Ryan apart. I am done. This, this is, podcast is over. This gives me one more is, album this like this. <laughs> one more of these and I'm fucking done. I had no idea. <clears throat> yeah, there was... Um, I think there's... There's four guys, and the drummer does something. For some reason, my shit's not loading up here right now. Well, you are linked to my T-Mobile, so. That is true. <laughs> so normally when we have an album or like I go deep dive on something, I'll like, uh-huh. you know, YouTube it, look for some live stuff, look for a music video, do all mm-hmm. that. I didn't. I actually didn't do that. I just kept listening to the album and just reading the lyrics. Cool. And I read their Wikipedia. That's all I've done, but yeah. <laughs> So, so I, you did read the Wikipedia page? Yes, I did. Cool. So it was not very long because obviously they haven't been together for some time, I don't think. Okay, it looks like I was fucking wrong. <laughs> okay, uh. so Josh Moore is the guitarist. He does the clean vocals. Okay. The drummer, Joe Mustin or Mustin, he does the 
screaming, the unclean okay. vocals. So the drummer is doing the, all the screaming. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Because <clears throat> if you think of, you know, bands in this genre that yeah. have drummers that uh, sing uh-huh. or scream, they usually sing. Yeah, um, do. Now I'm going to draw a total blank. The Almost, remember that band? Mm-hmm. I that was the, the drummer for, no. Shit, is that The Almost? I don't know. I mean, I remember the almost, but I don't know if it's the connection that you're thinking. And now I'm going to draw a total blank on the guy's name. But there is a band. It was a Christian band, and it was from probably the late 2007, 8. He yeah. went on, did his own thing, and but he was the clean vocalist for... Hmm. So I don't know his name, and I don't know the name of the band, but For some reason, me. <laughs> it says a lot to, for me for a drummer to be doing like those growling screams because you're already pretty exhausted behind a drum uh, yeah. kit have right? you ever watched a live <clears throat> like a live cam of a drummer from any sort of metal hardcore yeah. post-hardcore they're, fucking... they're dripping in sweat these guys are dying <laughs> yeah yeah and none of them are over like fucking 100 pounds no because <laughs> it's always it's <laughs> constant cardio every single night it was like be a drummer in this band or meth what right. do i want to do mm, let's do the more healthy one and be a rock star <laughs> that's weird. for real but um yeah, yeah, I can't believe I didn't catch on that. So that that that's interesting to know that there's two different singers and three guitar players in that band. Yeah, I missed I missed a lot of stuff apparently. Three guitars, and I don't. Which makes sense because as I think of this band, as I go through that album, when I was listening to it multiple times and reading the lyrics along with it, really trying to focus on it, mm-hmm. like take it all in, um, it was a little tough for me. I was having a hard time with it, and then I. I listen to it in passing, like where you're just not really listening to it. It's in the background. And I'm like, this is fucking great. I think they should have been an instrumental band. I think they should have been like a Russian circles or. I think there would have been, I I like the music enough. That would have been good. But a lot of like the thing that got me on this is the, like the melodies during their choruses and how they mix the uh, screaming with the clean. Right. It's good shit. Well, and and I guess that's what's weird because his, when you listen to it from afar and you're not listening, I do this, I think a lot more than you do it, obviously. Mm-hmm. Like when you're not focusing on the words, the screams and the sing becomes just a melody. Yeah. It's just, another it's just sound. another melody. It's another sound. He's saying words. I know they're there, Yeah, but I'm not taking it in, in at that well, moment. You don't really have to either. That's the, yeah. I think that might be what gets me with, uh, I don't know. Some bands like converge. I think we talked about last yeah. time, but like, um, there's not a lot of different melody going on with those the vocals in that. Like I, I love the lyrics, like I said, but the the way that these screams are given with like all the instrument. cleans, yeah, it's like an instrument. Could just be another instrument. I always tell people when you listen to any sort of I don't know post hardcore metalcore when because there's there's old metal right. And there was like the high pitched <laughs> '80s fucking whatever. Um, that's still, I mean, that's still vocals. You know what I mean? You get into Slayer, that's still vocals because it doesn't really change much. But for me, you're getting into like the heavier shit, like Mashuga and stuff like that on that on that side. Um, after the burial and shit like that, right? Like Deathcore type stuff, and then even this like post hardcore. Yeah, harder scene type vibe. You almost have to listen to it like like a symphony, for sure, like symphonic orchestra type music. Because you got 
like flutes and violins <laughs> and clarinets and like you, you got, got your, different your trebles, sections. your your bass clefs. Right. Well, like different sections of that entire thing are all doing certain things, but the the vocals are just as much of a section um, to listen to just as with sound instead of right. like what the fuck they're saying. And that's the first, that's the biggest fucking beef with this kind of music with everybody, right? I don't even understand what he's saying. <laughs> you don't fucking have to. No. You know what I mean? At least you I really don't, don't. You don't have to. You can really feel it or vibe with it and you don't even have to care or, or know what he's saying. Um, and a lot of times when you find out what he's saying, you don't fucking like it as much. <laughs> well, and I, I think maybe that's why, like, as I was going back, because I had, had heard it in passing, it wasn't a band I've ever really listened to. And I, other than that, mixed cdr i had right. in 03 yeah but uh yeah you go back and when and sometimes when you do dive in and you really like try and break it down what's he saying i was like ah shit i related more to the what i had mm-hmm. in my head yeah when i was hearing it because I, I i mean honestly if i didn't have the lyrics for this band there was a lot of stuff in it where you're like what yeah what a lot uh, of the screaming the gets, screaming stuff it's gravelly yeah. you can obviously hear, hear his clean vocals mm-hmm. very well but um you know, maybe this analogy is going to be weird, but Thursday kept popping in my head. Huh. Well, it was the same time. Yeah, same era. This is so specific, though. It, it is, and he's know. not like, it's not like tit right. for tat, for sure. Yeah. Because his voice is very, it's Thursday. It's some, yeah. I think it's the way he sings. Sometimes it's awful. Sometimes I, I, I've it's never, good. I've never really liked <laughs> Thursday. You know, I you I, you always hear the songs that are, the popular Thursday songs, yeah. but I was, I've never listened to a Thursday album. I've never, huh. I've never actually started a Thursday album, played it through. Huh. And I got in a huge fight. Maybe it's, you should do one of those for this album. Yeah, we might have podcast. to, we might have to. <laughs> Cause it was probably 10 plus years ago. I was at city club with, uh, uh, my wife's friend and her husband okay. and they had some neighbors. They were there. This chick was like a big emo hard, you know, post hardcore chick, you right. know, and she, I w- I'm like, I'm a huge Thrice fan. This is when you were tattooing all my Thrice stuff early right. on. 2011. Yeah. Yeah. And she's going on, oh, and you like Thursday. I was like, nah, I don't. <laughs> she's like, well, you're a huge Thrice fan. I'm like, yeah. She's like, so you love thir- uh, Thursday? And I'm like, no, bitch. I'm going to fucking kill you. That. No. <laughs> she's yeah. like, you can't be a Thrice fan and not be a Thursday fan. I'm like, that is the stupidest fucking thing I've it ever is. heard in my life. It is. That's, that's, that's dumb. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, th- th- this whole point goes no further than that, but okay. yeah. I just think that when I listen to it to beloved, it's like I, the, not necessarily his tone or the sound of his voice, but the way he structures his lyrics and the mm-hmm. way he kind of, he doesn't do again to just break it down to pop stuff where it's not like bop, 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 mm-hmm. rhymes. It's more abstract. Yeah. And that's where it's like, for me, it, you're really just reading a poem. For sure. It's like he's he's a lot more poetic than some of the other, at least bands in this time, or lyrically, how he puts things together, I think is more, and when I say poetic, I, like, I know that's extremely vague. <laughs> like, but for me, for some reason, something has always seemed poetic if it's thought-provoking, right. kind of confusing, and s- is staggered weird. Yeah, because like the one thing non-traditional. I got, yeah, well, the the one thing I got from uh, poetry, I've actually taken poetry, couple poetry classes and stuff, and talked to people who are poets, and the spacing that they do, like you'll have one line that's just three words, and the next one's like six words. It there like some of them it matters like a haiku, but right. in general, they're stopping that 
line because they want you to pause when you're reading it. Like so, a time to reflect? Or just they, they're purposely wanting you to stop that thought and start the other line again. So not that you're ending that thought, you're just stopping that train and then continuing on again. A lot of times that set that next line will it will reflect or have something to do with the line before. Right. But they don't want you to read it as a sentence. You right. know what I mean? And I think verbal punctuation. And, and that's what happens in a lot of like this guy's lyrics, I think, is it's just there's things that are just broken up in a weird way. Right. That's I don't know. It it still confuses me kind of. I don't get it all. No, no, I don't get any all of anything I listen to, and that's no. what it always. Well, and you, I don't think you're me. supposed to. Yeah, but I think that's that's what's cool about it. Yeah, because there was times here I was I'm a, I was really trying to think what. I think that's the conundrum of music, and maybe part of the like the whole point of this podcast mm-hmm. is you you brought it up like how it makes you feel or what you think versus what the why the artist wrote it. Right. Or what they think. Yeah, what we're saying is probably 95, 99% wrong as, right. as to what they wanted or what they're, we we're even hoping that people would hear. But uh, it's fun to be on the other side of art and just talk about it critically and just openly from a non-musician point of view. For sure. <laughs> like, I mean, because I know this guy affecting? now. You know him. I know like, him. You read this thing and you're like, fuck, I know this. Somebody one. hurt this guy. He was betrayed. <laughs> he was betrayed. You think? I, I think he's, I think there's like a, there, I felt like there was an underlying theme of loyalty yeah. and betrayal. That's uh, what I took away from it was this, this sense of like. I get the loyalty for sure. And I was questioning the straight edge thing because I, I get loyalty and um, commitment. Like yeah. committing to something, staying loyal to something. Um and the betrayal thing, maybe talking about people who've fallen off. Exactly. Exactly. You know, like your your friends are no longer doing what they committed to do or whatever. No one necessarily which, stabbed this guy in the back. No. But they betrayed him by not. And and principle is 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 the foundation of everything as far as that goes. You know, I don't, um, you know, I don't agree with a lot of the the violence that happens or historically has happened in this, in the straight edge community. I don't agree with that at all, but I think under different circumstances in my early twenties, I very well could have, um, lived by a lot of these things because there's a, an idea of committing to something, which is what I'm all about now. If, if my, my brain had matured a little quicker, (laughs) you know, um, and I was just a little younger, I could have really, um, followed a lot of these things and i don't think it's uh, bad by any means i mean you're gonna leave a live a clean life and and commit to doing things that you believe are are right cool good for you i just right and enjoy drinking way too fucking much you know and i and feel it just yeah. like it jumped on the and it got so popular that of course there's extremes to everything and then it turned into an extreme thing i don't think that's what it was supposed to be to begin with at all you know um, it's, it's a personal choice of, of what you want to do. You don't need to push it on people, but, um, the, the people I know that still are straight edge, like, I mean, they don't, they're not busting people's balls over it or anything like that. And, um, I get a, a steady kind of reoccurring thing that like if one of their friends, 
um, falls off or starts drinking or whatever, like they, they are kind of bummed like, ah, fuck. He started, you know, he's doing that. Well, can you, you can think of it from the, as a drinker. Yeah. As shitty as this is going to (laughs) sound. If your buddy stops drinking. Yeah. And this is what you do. Uh huh. You're bummed. Yeah. A little bit. You want him to be healthy. Yeah, and that's what you, you want them to be healthy, you want them to, like, do what's best for them, but that's what you guys had in common. For sure. Fuck, that's what we do. So Get together and drink. That sucks. If you're running around the streets busting skulls sober as fuck, and your buddy doesn't want to yeah. bust so- skulls anymore and sober yeah. as fuck, like, bummer. What, what are we going to do? We're going to go golfing, or we can, we're not even going to do that, because I don't want to drink with you on the golf course. You come over to my house tonight, <laughs> you bring me your Doc Martens, yeah. you turn them in, <laughs> you turn you're them out in, of the club. And you're out of the fucking club, and we're going we're gonna to rip out those gauges in your ears, too, <laughs> motherfucker. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I mean, it could be, um, I, I, I did see beloved one time i saw him down really yeah i don't i don't even remember the venue and i don't even technically think it was a regular venue it, it seemed like how show or something? it seemed like a vfw type thing like in the back of a the Did back you, of the vfw are you a freemason no <laughs> <laughs> no but it was down i don't know where i want to say it was all the way down in murray because it was a long ass drive right um but I, I know it was just kind of like a regular gathering hall because I remember walking in there thinking, wow, these Weird. people were not prepared for this crowd. <laughs> really? Because there was like like the brown folding chairs you'd see at like, I don't know, like a fucking banquet hall right. or some shit. There was, there was some of those like lined up against the, the <laughs> wall. Like not open. Like it was going to be like a somebody, church dance. Yeah, someone like tucked them away. Like, oh, we're not going to need these for the show tonight, so we'll just put them up here. Nobody will like, break them. You don't fucking leave that shit out. I don't know who, how many people I saw got hit with a fucking chair that night, and oh. then like a fucking the the lifetime tables that fold up. Yeah. One of those was crowd surfing, <laughs> like was fucking yeah. on the wall, and somebody just grabbed and chucked the table up in there. You know, it was fucking bananas. Those um, were the days. Yeah, and it was it was crazy because the st- one the the guys that were on the stage, the band, they're only standing like fucking eight inches below the fucking ceiling. You right. Know? Like if they do too big of a fucking guitar <laughs> jump or some fucking headbang something, they're slamming their head into the ceiling. So that was. Uh, I remember that uh, that vivid. I was must have not been too shit faced for that show because I remember, <laughs> you can remember all of it? that shit really good. And that was a long time ago, long time ago. Um, but yeah, it was a. Uh, I remember seeing them there, and I was happy because of you know this album was really speaking to me at that time. I don't know why. I think it's a uh, the a lot of music from this time period. I was really coming into my own i guess or figuring out what the fuck i was going to do with myself right just a sloppy drunk mess before i started tattooing and before i got my apprenticeship and just kind of floating you know so and a lot of this is i don't a lot of these lyrics are sometimes about knowing where you're going like we know where we're at we know what we're doing and you stay on that path and it was kind of like encouraging i guess at the time i don't know maybe I haven't really figured that all out, why some of this scene shit really appealed to me so much. Well, it's but interesting it, because... It's, like, it's good. Well, <laughs> right. There, I mean, there really is nothing negative to take away from it. I don't feel like... Sometimes no. you feel like there's a a band or an album with this like negative undertone. I mean, I don't know how you could really interpret this negatively. Yeah. There like, are... I mean, there are negative points in here, but he's just talking about the darker 
times of life. Right. You know, and things like that. Like everybody's got to have them. So yeah, I don't. It's also a funny how as we're the same age, um, we have mutual interests, but we also have very different lives and mm-hmm. different interests. Yeah. Like you at that age versus me. Very different. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're like, like, just a drunken mess. Don't know what I'm going to do in my yeah. life. And I'm like, uh, yep, I'm in the military. You were in the military. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was fucking floating around. I, yeah. Coffee uh, shop, whatever. Just, I woke up in a park one day, Pat. <laughs> I woke up in a park. <laughs> Which park like, was it? It was the, it was the fucking, uh, the Ogden park right there. No shit. By the fucking, uh, amphitheater. Yeah. I, I, you've never told me this. No, I woke like I was uh, working at a coffee shop over there. It's not there anymore, but like, yeah, I, I guess I got fucked up at the twenty fifth, and a lot of times I would just walk back to the coffee shop if I was too fucked up to drive anywhere. Uh-huh. And I, I don't know <laughs> Didn't what make time. It? It, yeah, I <laughs> guess I just decided, yeah, this is nice, and just must have crashed out from like I don't know two to. I think it was like four in the morning or something, just like a quick little nappy nap. Because I woke up and I was like, "What the fuck?" And was it warm you're, out? You're still drunk. <laughs> it must have been warm out because I wasn't too. It was cold, like brisk morning. Right. It wasn't like, but it wasn't December freezing. or January. No, no. And I remember I just from there walked into the coffee shop, locked the door, laid down on the couch, and fell back asleep. <laughs> but it was only like forty five minutes until the morning shift. Like these like young girls come in to like open up the coffee shop and get shit ready. And I'm like, yeah, half cocked. They're like, Oh, what'd you do? And I was like, Oh, just uh, hit the sauce a little hard last night. Roasting some I'm beans. I'm just gonna fucking <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna head out. See ya. But um Well that's yeah, fucking crazy. I mean that's uh and I for some reason it didn't seem weird. It was just like, oh, well, you just fucking well, crashed you, out, and now you're crashing out here, and it all makes sense. At that you know? a, a age especially, I think you can justify anything. Yeah. Is, you I can. mean, when you're, especially- Because it's funny. You're going to tell yeah. your homies at the bar the next night, yeah. they're going to be like, oh, that's fucking hilarious, and encourage it. You know what I mean? <laughs> as as we're approaching 40, I can think of all the stories I used to, like, were my go-tos. Oh, <laughs> right. somebody knew. I could, yeah. You're at the bar, you're like, this guy didn't, he didn't hear this story. He, he hasn't heard it. Let me Let's tell go him. go for it, yeah. Nah, there's some stories I've retired in the last five years yeah. where I'm like, yeah, I'd rather not pull that one out of the not old. Not necessarily. I think I'm too old to be reliving that. Yeah. But at the time, you were winning. Yeah. I mean- <laughs> yeah, uh, but, um, I mean, back to the whole commitment into the way you're, the, the song "Death to Traitors." I think it's like four, one, two, three, four. Yeah, "Death to Traitors." Oh shit! I'm trying to find it. it. Says, uh, one of my notes say the guitar. It's that first one that's like. I love that fuck that guitar riff starting is rad. You know what? I'm gonna throw that one in just so you can. Yeah. Yeah. This is very era. It, um, time specific. Yeah. Yeah. So this, like the lyrics, this one, a line drawn in the sand. We both know I'm not about to bury myself. I think this one, I think my note here says there's almost like a violent stand of commitment on this one. So whether it's, 100%. To, the, whether it's to the lifestyle or to something else, I don't know. But it could be easily interpreted as like a straight edge thing. Right. That, yeah, it easily could. Could be something else as well, but it seems like it's about, just all about commitment. He says, um, hoping to mend the wounds that were opened by years of digging out. 
digging out the footsteps in the sand. So it's like he drew the line in the sand. Some footsteps must have crossed the sand, and now they're trying to mend the wounds by digging out the footsteps that were on the other side of the sand that, of the line that he drew in the okay. sand. So maybe like yeah. something like that. Um, but again, who fucking knows the way, the way that I think this one's more clear than a lot of the other ones, but the way that they're writing, I mean, they, he never specifically says anything about the lifestyle or the, that straight edge commitment or anything right. like that. So, and I think that's what I appreciate about this as well as it can be a lot of these things that might seem pretty blatant for someone in, like we mentioned in our position, that's not wanting necessarily exactly what they wanted us to say we can take it however we want and i mean this could be talking about anything well how many how many um songwriters have blatantly come out and said like either a i'm not going to tell you what what i was thinking right or b i actually wrote it for you to literally interpret yourself yeah i think that's uh, almost all of them yeah pretty much (laughs) you know other I said than, that like it was one guy did that than, one yeah. time. It was like, fuck, now I want to know. You know that one it, guy that said that shit? Who said it? Was it Eminem? It, it, had was, to be uh, Eminem. it was all of them. <laughs> it was that country guy. Oh, okay. It was, it was, Blake, Sh- it was Blake Shelton. Well, I think that's And Gwen Stefani. It's pretty fucking straightforward with that shit for sure. <laughs> Gwen I mean, Stefani. you know if these guys are Ford guys or Chevy guys, so they're not really. They'll tell <laughs> you. No, right off the bat. Yeah. <laughs> That line, though, yeah, the, yeah. the line in the sand did, I, I do remember vividly, well, multiple times going through it, that one sticking out. Yeah. Um, there was also uh, the ink, um, let me grab it, blacked out and beaten into your skin. Oh, yeah. Or our skin, I should say. Deeper now that it's sunk in. And I was like, I want to take that real literal, like a tattoo. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, probably not, but maybe. Well, I don't know. Maybe the blacked out and beaten into our skin like it's that was the aimless endeavor let's see reliving it just to disappear i took it my notes say maybe it's about like living in the past and letting that past still define who you currently are okay and that's why blacked out and beaten into like a tattoo would do like you said i mean that's maybe it's even uh, i don't know I was like, eh. yeah, no. About sometimes it. when you try to black out a tattoo to cover it up, uh-huh. if you just straight black that tattoo out, to stick out even, you can still see the underlying tattoo. You know, like if if it was scarred up for sure, but um, sometimes that new black doesn't heal like the old black does, and you can still see that shit through. So maybe it's just one of those things where like I tried to black this out, but it's was he say. Uh, showing because it's deeper. Showing because it's deeper. The deeper you look, the harder it is to find. Mm, something like that. Yeah, I mean, maybe. Maybe it's about like... It's safe but, and but it so is, secure, blacked out and beaten into our skin. This is like an... The title is Aimless Endeavor, which would mean you're just trying to do something that you're not going to get anything out of, right? Right. You know what? We should um, have him on. We should have him on the we show. We should. We should call him. Let me get him on the phone. <laughs> Just I think it's a 555 five, five number. You said you know him. It's definitely a 555. Five, it's five definitely a 555. Five. <laughs> anyway, that, the, the whole album's interesting in that point. So, uh, But the the last song, Insult to Injury, Ooh. at the two-minute mark, <laughs> that song. the So that's the standout. That, that, uh, it, that, it's that's the final song. That's the final track of the album. And yeah. um, let me actually throw it on. you At the two-minute mark? 
Well, the the two minute mark is when like the the chorus hits in and the lyrics are promises held must have been lost or forgotten. And then there's more to it. But uh Yeah, see, it's too good. That shit hits hard. It does. When you got, like, I still get the, like, I kind of got the chills right now, but I still get the chills every time that, if I got headphones on or any time that that song is playing, there's something about that's how that comes in. It's yeah. just like uh, like when Chino Kim comes in on that Lamb of God song recently on that last album or a couple songs, albums ago, whatever. It's It feels like like the the heavy part of the, Music, it feels like when it's overcast and you see that beam of light go bing yep. through the clouds. It's like, bang, like that. That's what it feels like every time I get the chills on that song. And it, it's I, I think it's great. it's not only is it my favorite song of the whole album, mm-hmm. it's uh, the way the guitar comes out at the end after that, you know, yeah. it builds up. Like a lot of these songs actually start real slow real mellow and they build and then they have a breakdown or whatever you want to call yeah, it. It's they, they do Heavy have vocals. a structure like that. Definitely. Yeah. This song does the, it's just the best and it had that, the, that melody, the way he does those vocals and then the way the guitar comes out at the end. Yeah. It's just, it's, it is titties. It, it, it gives you all the, it gives you all the chills and the feel goods. It really does. Uh, I, I said again, it feels like a, a theme of staying true to yourself. Um, or, whatever you're wanting to do. I also made a note that this was probably my favorite on the album uh, on a whole is like, yeah. if I had to say a favorite song, this one might've been it. I, I love the whole album, the, the chuggy riff at the end of a uh, inner pattern. I never, I don't ever get sick of that one. Um, there's a lyric in that one that says, uh, we'll, we'll shift through the ashes until we find what's true in our hearts. That one was really good too. Inner pattern. I'm gonna throw that one on just real quick, cause give a couple samples. I'm trying to remember the. Yeah. Right there, I just got a boy set fire. Yeah. Boy sets fire. Really, boy set fire right there. But I don't get sick of this. I could hear albums of this. <laughs> yeah. It's like, not Meshuga, but it's like yeah, it's that kinda, chunk. I don't. What do you call that? There's like, gotta be a name really for genty. that. It's really genty. It is genty. Yeah. It's like the top two strings and just, oh yeah, I could hear it all day long. We should make a whole album of that. Just that? <laughs> just I think they've done it. <laughs> There's been a couple yeah. of bands that have probably done it. Uh, I actually listened to a, uh, this is way off the topic, but I listened to an interview with Chino forever ago and he was talking about Steph. He was just giving Steph shit. They were talking about like all the stuff they use and, and, and new vocals, equipment that he had and all this shit. He's like, I give Steph shit all the time. It's funny because he's got pedals like you wouldn't believe. He's like got, he's like got, he's got all this shit that does all sorts of stuff. He's constantly buying a new thing, and he's like, but the motherfucker only plays the top two strings of his guitar. <laughs> like it's like he's never. It's just all the time, just those top two. Maybe he'll hit like all six in one and of course here or there, but other than that, he's like he just likes to have all this cool shit. It'll do stuff, but eh, whatever. He's Either got way. disposable income. Yeah, he must. <laughs> he must. Oh, anyway, can you yeah. imagine playing two strings and being that badass? Fuck. Can so you good. I think he plays a seven string too. Really? Yeah. Or he did for a while. I think. I think that's the beauty of music as a whole. Like, um, 
I was listening to uh, Punk Rock NBA. That guy I always mm-hmm. talk about. He was basically saying the same shit. Like, uh, you got the metalcore gent shit. Like, some of this real technical, like, where you just... It's like nerdcore. Mm-hmm. Where they're technically, like, incredibly great players. Mm-hmm. They're shredding the whole scale. 27 string guitars that don't even exist. Right. <laughs> it doesn't make it good to listen to. Like, and then you put on Weezer's Blue album yeah, and it's, it's like, like garage rock. Like, okay. come on. Like, it doesn't make it good. Yeah. If you can, it, it makes it, I think, uh, something that you want to like. Mm-hmm. Like, when you know that, you're like, fuck, I really, I have to respect Res- these guys. This guy's so incredible. Yeah. So, how many people are out there just like buying tickets to see animals as leaders? You know, right and shit like that, and, which is exactly and, what pops in my head when I right. think of the most genty technical nerd. Yeah, and I mean, I have seen animals as leaders a couple times, and it's is really good. But I know very, I'm, I'm very aware of the fact that I don't know half of what's happening. <laughs> right, you know what I mean? He just slipped like, the scale in there. You didn't yeah, even hear. I had no fucking idea. I can see him, uh, and their hands are just dancing all over. And it's just one of those things where I just see it like. I'm envious and I enjoy the show. Like, right. I don't know how the fuck you're doing this. This well, the, is just fucking awesome to me. And but my ears are only probably taking in like 70% of what's happening, really, especially when it's live. I mean, come on. Like that When you get into that math crazy fucking core shit. Like, that's what I was stretching you for, gotta, math core. Yeah. They're, they're using scales and shit. Like, uh, like, After the Burial has a song written in pie timing. Yeah, blows my fucking. I don't. Can you imagine those guys after the show picking up chicks? Are like, come over here, right? Get over here, baby. <laughs> come here, baby. Let me tell you a little something about this song we yeah. wrote with Pie. <laughs> the 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 drum the drums on it at least like because they they break down the into sixteenth notes, so you're working like a three point four whatever whatever pie is. Right. He applied that to like how. It, don't even fucking like my brain doesn't comprehend how the fuck that can happen, but. I know it's a thing. Right. Uh, musicians that know what they're talking about have confirmed this and like assured me that's exactly what's happening, <laughs> which makes me even more like, wow, that's cool. But it's like staring at the stars and shit. I don't know. How, well, I mean, I don't know space, if you've ever done that. any, I've seen your basement. You've done basic carpentry. I have done basic carpentry. Yeah. <laughs> when you're measuring out, I don't know about you, but I got the measuring tape and I'm like, it's the third dash oh, yeah. on the thing past the half. Dude, my tape measures have little <laughs> marker spots all over them. Cause I was just marking with the sharp. Oh uh, shit. It's a sharp. It's going to come off. Cause I got to remember, well, it's not a six. I know it was an eighth or a 16th or a 32nd, but yeah. I refuse. It's the third da- dash after yeah. the half. Third dash after the half. And even then, <laughs> I'm probably a blade's width off because I didn't fucking do that right. So there's still a gap and I can see the nail. Yeah. You're never going to be a math cord drummer. No, I'm not. It's not going to happen. It's not in the stars for you, buddy. It's not in the stars for me. But But the drummer of uh, Animals as Leaders is fucking mind-blowing. That drummer, I don't know his name. Everybody in the band is, I think, yeah? They don't even have a bassist, but it sounds like they have a bassist. Because he has that 87-string guitar. It's got a fucking, uh, the (laughs) cable they run the snow basin lift with for the top string. Yeah, it's it's that, and you should see the the cord that comes out of it. Right. It's like a fucking... It's 220 volt, bro. It's 220. (laughs) You could run a hot tub on that thing. (laughs) Jesus Christ. (laughs) He ain't fucking around. It is. He's not. 
All the lights in the venue keep dimming every time he just slaps that thing. I really love how the fucking light guy's putting everything right to the Timing music. Timing so it. good. It's crazy. Man, even the light guy's good with this band. I don't know the name of that guitarist, the black dude, right? Yeah. I, I, but he invented, I think, or I don't know if he invented. He owns a guitar company, I believe. Or I believe basically it. developed that. It's like a, like a nine string or some crazy... Whatever those it, that's math the one core that, bands where you play. you get the bass sound You're right. like, in a guitar. I don't know how your fingers can even... I mean, the, the fretboard on that thing's massive. Right. Like, if you watch that guy play, they play guitar very differently than a traditional uh-huh. guitarist, the way their fingers are... Their thumbs are just on the bottom of the fretboard. They're not even, like... It's bananas. It was kind of like the uh, when I saw Vale of Maya last year or two years ago, whenever the fuck that was. He doesn't... He's got one of those guitars that doesn't have a head on it. Mm-hmm. I don't know how you you tune it just on the back, but it's just like a flat yeah, stock. Yeah, I know exactly end. what you're talking about. So he goes up and he's like grabbing it like this, playing that. It's just curling over the top the of edge. that. Uh, the, yeah, not the, the top head. this way, but like or the around end, I this, should say. Yeah, around the end, like playing it like that. Weird. It's weird to see. Guitar I had no idea that was a thing, but it, once I saw it, I asked, you know, buddy Josh and other guitar. And like, oh yeah, that's that's a thing. Fucking, you had no idea? Uh, no, I had no idea. Yeah, sorry, bro. Not <laughs> up to date on guitar <laughs> like technique. A, a two by four with fucking strings on it up there, and he's just somehow making it do some shit. It's pretty cool. I'm but, trying to think. Yeah. I, I, there's somebody else. Like, there's a band that has. I've seen a couple of those headless guitars. Yeah. And I'm. Is it not Mastodon? Could be. I think maybe he has one. I don't know. I still love Mastodon. But that new album's fucking dope. <laughs> Get that's for another that. day that's for another day anyway yeah beloved failure on is that's the album name failure on now what do you think about the uh the the cover art i think it's that? awesome because i actually owned the so i own the hard copy disc of this really the cd and how it's kind of like a pale picture right that was actually a piece of uh frosted vellum so vellum is like a... Yeah, I was going to say, you're going like, to have to help me out with that. So vellum is just like plastic paper, basically. Like a, a sheet of vellum is just see-through paper. Okay. Right? But it was um, frosted. So it just like a frosted window. And those white lines were on the frosted vellum. Oh, so it's an and overlay so, over so the... so was the black, the black, you know, the title, Beloved, Failure Honest. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but you could peel that open and that picture was like much more vibrant... Okay. And like a face within all this cool glowing stuff. So the artwork had me fucking hooked right away. That like was a being, big one for you? Being a guy of like, you know, you market it the right way or, or show me the right artwork and I'm, I'm a, all about it. And just this whole idea of layering and things like that. I was really into that at the time. Still am, but um, even on the art side of what I was doing, I was all about right. layering paint and things like that. Was, Fuck, he's doing it right here. The music's rad. The artwork's fucking even radder. I'm all Sold. about it. Give me that shit. I'll pay 20 bucks or whatever the <laughs> fuck it was for it. You know, which was a lot of money back then for me. <laughs> whatever. Right? Yeah. And I know you don't want to rank things, but if you have to rank it against our previous podcast, which we recorded a couple weeks ago. Right. Yes. In excess kick <laughs> versus <laughs> Beloved. To Beloved. Oh. I don't know. NXS is so good for all its, the wrong reasons. You know? but <laughs> so, like, so NXS so, for the win. So NXS for the win. Yeah. But artistically, though, beloved for sure. Like, it's 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 really good. I wish, 
I wish buying, I don't know, this is just nostalgic talking. You wish you but, bought albums like you used to? Yeah. Well, I wish I still had it. Oh. I, I lost that uh, That one and a bunch of other CDs were fucking ruined in my flood. Oh. Yeah. Like the book is so fucking warped and like bled together and it just doesn't have that effect anymore. So That's like, a bummer. I, I lost a bunch of like, I still have the CDs, the CDs still play, but all these all the CDs that were still down there that I hadn't gotten rid of were ones that I just love the, uh, the artwork for so much. You well, know? I, I heard this one's still in print, so nice. you can, so I still can, you can pick that up. Still can. I could probably get it used on Amazon. I was just going to say, maybe I, I'm not maybe a gift like giving guy. I'm going to go, I'm going to get on the eBay's. <laughs> on the you know what to get you for Christmas. I'm going to get you this dog piss stained <laughs> beloved album right. from some dude in New Jersey. <laughs> yeah. It'll be like that, but there'll be an extra yellow circle yeah. up here. Just like, is that jizz? Smells kind of like cat piss, but uh, whatever. It's fine. That might be cat semen. Yeah. I don't know. What do you, what do you think of the album artwork? What do you think? Um, cool? I actually like it visually. I think I have a very, I like that we have very different points of view. You being yeah. a professional artist, <laughs> me being artistically, I just know if I. You know exactly what you like artistically. Yeah, but I don't have like the depth. Oh, the depth. I don't have any real education behind my. Oh, okay. I'm like, I like it. It looks really cool. That one gave me a boner. That's um, all. I, that's all our fucking podcast is. I like it. Yeah. Looks really good. It's good. I like it. Okay, that was our album review. Cool. Uh, I like it. I I um. I I, I think a little Paisley, kind of yeah. like, thing with it. It is. I always need them to tell me. That's my problem. You want the cover to tell you what's happening? I want this? the dude who drew it to tell me. <laughs> right. How to feel. And I don't even know who did the artwork. I, a lot of times I like to look up the artwork, but I didn't even I, I think it, no idea. I think it matches the album th- vibe for some reason because mm-hmm. uh, atmospheric wouldn't be the word, but the, the album makes me like nostalgic for that time, which gives me a weird feeling um emotionally like as a person yeah. and where i was in my life and some things you go through at that age in general and then mm-hmm. personal problems and it just makes me feel like a sense of memory that isn't real like vanilla skyish yeah i don't know if you remember that movie yeah i, um, I totally get that my entire 20s <laughs> yeah <laughs> like just you know soaked in booze vanilla you, sky you get parts of that yeah and that's the, it, the the music itself for me kind of has that it grounds you and then there's like those choruses on allure that the way we talked about earlier that just like take me i'm right. not on this I'm not on the ground anymore i'm flying you know or some shit and that's uh the the one thing that was kind of reoccurring for me on the album and always has been is just it's it's speaking to lyrically and just the the way that the music kind of grabs me it puts me in a spot that I don't really, you can't really define it. No. Right? It's not like I feel comfortable. I feel uncomfortable. I don't feel like I should be sitting on a rock when I'm listening to this. I don't feel like I should be sitting in a bar when I'm listening to this. Like, it it has a way of really just, like, putting me in the mindset of where I think poetry puts me, where I'm just constantly looking and trying to find. You know, when I've... I don't know about you, but if, if you're reading a poem that you haven't read in a while or something and you fucking get it one day, oh my God, it's like you, right. I fucking got it. I've had an epiphany. I know what I'm going to do with my life and y'all can fuck off. 
but <laughs> this this album is and I go kill but people. it's but it's the whole it's the journey in between there that that makes it cool and this album puts me in that place like I can listen to this thing all the time and it it just makes me feel like I'm comfortable there you know sonically this album is a is like a eight out, eight or nine out of ten for me yeah like when this song when that album plays because I came in real hard with the lyrically was difficult yeah, like yeah as yeah. I sat down and really tried to break it down I I, I genuinely struggled I actually mm-hmm. kind of like reverted to not liking it for a minute yeah I can't was, fucking do this which was a weird feeling I think <laughs> I was just struggling yeah but as I went back and then listened to it a couple times just without really trying hard mm-hmm. I was like I mean this is titties yeah, it was an it, 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 musically it's, and and sonically, mel- melodically, it's just yeah, it's, it's up there it's with the, especially yeah. with f- from that era and this this genre. Yeah, it, it was like get whiny. Whiny's no. a big thing in that 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 era. Sometimes it got Thursday. really whiny. Yeah, but it doesn't do that. It, it I'm sure it gets a bit like fucking raw raw for some people at sometimes like we're a tough guy at some points but but it has a good balance like a really good balance there's a lot of albums you listen to you're like this is way too much clean yeah or the, or it, or the other way mm-hmm. this one has really good balance yeah. i think every song i think really mixes it really good yeah yeah i'm definitely gonna give it a 17 out of 10 17 out of 10 17 tenths out of 10 we are we aren't fucking rating them i know that's why i'm making a point of putting numbers making you compare the albums (laughs) the album art (laughs) every episode i'm gonna do what ryan specifically said we're not doing we're not doing that but we're gonna do it okay it gets six dicks out of seven (laughs) dicks six out of seven dicks Uh, yeah that's good it's a great album it really was beloved yeah, check it out. Go down to your local uh, media play and pick that that or, puppy up. Uh, the fucking Sam Goody. Sam Goody. Go down to your local Sam Goody. Go down there and get it. Get it on Laserdisc. Fuck. 2004. That's getting real old, you know. That was 2003. Oh, sorry. Three, three. That's even bad. older. Yeah, that's. I don't know. That's coming up on the double there. decade, bro. Getting real close. Man. But good choice. I'm. I was kind of bummed that you had already heard it because when i told you i was you a little like, bummed you're like i don't know what you're talking about but then when you heard it ah fuck he does know this so what you're gonna find with me doing this podcast i listen to a lot of music that i don't know the name of anyone <laughs> <laughs> okay you send me stuff not frequently but where i'm like oh i've heard that before i just oh yeah it's in a it's in the algorithm on spotify right. sometimes you know like yeah. with, with spotify now you cannot avoid it no you're gonna in the same genre, so we're gonna bounce around in genres, probably. I don't know. Yeah, see. we're doing country next next cast, right? I sure. You, know? <laughs> you swallowed your tongue. Fuck. Oh God, Morgan Wallen's like, coming to town, so bro. About reading into those lyrics, uh, <laughs> they're pretty literal. I can tell you that. Literal on that. If you don't want to try hard to understand, country is your genre. It is, and there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody's got that time where I just want to turn on some tunes, mow the lawn. <laughs> Before right. we go to the next album, I just do want to touch on the country thing since I'm not a country guy, but my wife is. Okay. Uh, I found going to country shows now that I'm dragged to. Yeah. You can, you actually make it bearable. I'm sure they're a party. You go in and when you listen he, and he's singing about his, his truck and his, his dog and his horse. Right. Yeah. You just take another, like if it's a post hardcore song, you take this song and you insert, you replace the horse with 
the metaphorical thing that guy was talking about. You can literally place <laughs> different songs and lyrics into the nice. into the recipe, and you can still get the chill. I got a chill right. once. All right. I don't remember well, what song. Well, I think it's because there's not, like, the, the country music is, it's very general. Very. So that's why everybody likes it. That's why it's so, it, it can apply to anything. And if you've been through, I don't know, if you live in Utah, you, you're going to connect with all the country musics. Because you're a redneck piece of shit. Yep. That's what we are. I wonder if there's anyone who is a redneck piece of shit listening. They're like, oh, I was into it, but I'm done. Click. <laughs> he called me a redneck, and no one's ever done that before. Honey, <laughs> give me the calamine. My sunburn's hurting. <laughs> How do you <laughs> flag somebody on Spotify for hate, <laughs> hate speech? I don't think it's been. Don't done. worry, because if you're a redneck, you're too stupid to flag this. Yeah, it's, you. You won't know how, so we're not worried about you. Big dumb idiot, get back in your Big dodge. Dumb idiot. Hey, your overalls are unhooked. <laughs> <laughs> Hope your dog gets run over. <laughs> oh, All right, I shouldn't do that. Next one. All right, this was my choice. Turnstiles, the band, Glow On's the album. Glow On. So, 2020, last year it came out, which is weird. Because I feel like I just found it. I don't know. But like I just found it this year? Yeah. Like maybe a couple months ago. Well. So, I mean, it's not that old, but. No. I uh, They've been around since 2010. These guys are from Maryland. Since 2010 they've been around? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, I of all places I actually came across them uh, was Vice Channel on YouTube. Hmm. I don't know if you ever watch Vice. Yeah. Um, and it, if I recall, it was titled like the hardest working band in hardcore was like the YouTube Hmm. video. Okay. And, uh, literally like just heard like the, uh, I can't remember which uh, track it was now, but they played it and I was like, damn that, like just kind of catchy. Watched the video. And then I was like, oh, these guys are good. Didn't like totally fall in love. Just kind of listened to them a little bit, but Uh they put a YouTube video out. I sent to you and Dave. Okay. Um, and it was like three or four tracks off this glow on album and it was like an art you know like a conceptual video music video and man it just fucking blew my dick off gotcha oh i was i teared up at the end huh which ironically the lead singers tears up at the end and it made me tear up i'll be damned and uh yeah speaking to you uh they're hardcore but they are probably the most palatable poppy you know hardcore yeah melodic hardcore um I this listened, album's more. Have you listened to Turnstile in the past? Like, did you I've gone back and listened listen to uh, some of it. I can't say I've like gone through and listened through the whole discography, like whole catalog, or anything. No, I've always known of Turnstile, but I've never like never, never gave them really the time of day. Like their album, a song would come up, like it, right, it, cool. But I never, it never just clicked with me to like. Let's really look into this. Like who these guys are, or, or what's what it's all about, um, which is where but, I would say I was kind of with it. And the um, album itself, I think I listened to like the first six or seven songs, probably like I don't know four times, five times, and didn't even get to the second half of the album, just because honestly I lost interest. Really? Like in like musically I was I was vibing on it. Um and there is some like like we talked about before, the the fucking woodblock is great. <laughs> and it took me a while. Is that a uh, woodblock? Is it a cowbell? Is it a fucking 
whatever. And like you were saying, it's a maybe it's a, a synth, synth pad, a yeah, synth, synth pad wood synth. block. But either way, that shit is fucking good. <laughs> but the more I listen to it, like the more I don't know, it it struck me as a Snapcase right off the bat. Interesting. I listened to a lot of Snapcase in the past, and okay. the song Mystery, the song. Uh, holiday for sure like just the his voice on a couple of those in the beginning was like oh <laughs> snapcase okay and although i enjoyed snapcase his the dude's uh vocal tone tone never changed and it was very much just east coast hardcore right um so i guess that really kind of that tainted me the first week of listening to this, to be honest, which is probably great for what this out, what this podcast is doing, because I, you would have never I, revisited if I had that no shit. No reason to listen to this. I would say, okay, turnstile sounds like Snapcase, cool, fucking done, moving on. If I want to listen to Snapcase, cool, maybe I'll listen to Turnstile, right? But I'm not doing that anymore because, you know, having to, well, needing to listen to this a little bit more, I've found all sorts of fucking things that I liked about this album. And the more I look into the band, the more I feel like these are just exactly like some good hard working dudes that probably have, I mean, they've probably been in numerous other bands or, or are, they just strike me as like super big multitaskers, like East coast, fast moving, fucking getting it kind of guys. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> I when you know. think of like, uh, like, punk as a genre generally speaking or hardcore or any of these bands like i think we talked about on the last cast like they're not always necessarily good musicians right like yeah, you, yeah. you could you could play a couple chords and be a, a punk guitarist mm-hmm. i mean or you know and some punk bands just straight up don't sound good it's just the the vibe and what they're conveying or the yeah the message but musically they're not you know yeah and they just they're not classically trained musicians but these guys seem like they have more of a more of a range yeah it, I don't know if it's because they've been playing longer or, or what, but yeah, they, there's definitely more to it. And I feel like they're having fun with it. Like they're not trying to fit into the hardcore genre. Right. At least anymore on this one. Well, this is um, definitely more of a departure from their older stuff that I have heard was <clears throat> more traditional hardcore. Right. I wouldn't say it was the hardcorest of the hardcore. Right. Yeah. But, uh, more traditional. This is, I would say, considerably untraditional um in the fact that they've got a conga beat at one point and yeah. woodblock and um yeah, different salsa synth sounds and melodic uh, yeah. atmospheric shit like very yeah it's all over the it's place. all over the place it's it's not it's not just the same shit over and over and i did notice <laughs> uh that last song lonely desire um lyrically not a whole lot to bring in which is why which i is get it fine. so well which is fine yeah it's, it's <laughs> for my awesome. simple mind um like that song lonely desires the last one i think not on strings anymore is 90 percent of what he says in that song but uh may- maybe that's i kind of got the vibe that that was see this seems really classic that kind of fast said that fast the snare that comes in every time yeah but that's not Snap Casey at all to me. No. See, he's singing through this. It's when he's like screaming and it's that higher pitch scream. Um, 
but this on the end of so this is the he says glow on at the end of this one all over right yeah and i thought Here's well they're the... they're pulling the the album title from this song glow on glow on glow on and i feel like it's just maybe they reached a spot where the fuck we don't have to fit into a genre anymore we don't want to fit into a genre we're just going to do it and maybe that's why it's getting all all crazy and cool it's definitely funner to listen to than a lot of the uh, the more like comp- that genre type stuff well sometimes it me. just you know hardcore can just grind yeah there's no t- there's no that's part of it right there's no melody to the singer's tone yeah they're just they're just in, yelling at uh, you sometimes <laughs> yeah definitely and i think that's what hardcore is about sometimes is just being against all the the bad things or the injustices and things like that um but the, i mean i even got like a <laughs> that song new heart design i one of my notes is in excess question mark it's got like a really 80s vibe right i thought 311 was doing uh or 311 yeah the guest guitar on this thing (laughs) really synthy and whatever there's some different stuff on here but this one did hit a little bit of home for me that the message there's that there's like a phone message on the end of that one of uh, a kid just telling his dad that he loves him he wants him to come home which track are you talking about new heart design at the end oh at the end of this the end of new heart design yeah oh yeah i do remember yeah it's like almost at the it is at the very end actually I think and I don't know who's this could be like new new not new wave but um definitely could glam be pop or like it could be or, the cure please please come home please Ostella, come home please Yeah, like, as a dad, ah, that would probably kind of hit, huh? Fuck. Yeah, I've had a. I mean, I've had messages like that from my kids, not where they're like pleading. Like right. He's, he's sending at the beginning. He sounds like he might be starting to cry, and then at the end, he's like, "Hey, love you, bye." <laughs> you know, <laughs> this kid's but, just bipolar. Yeah, and either way, I mean, it's, it's uh just the kid missing dad, and I think that a lot of uh, musicians have to deal with that being on the road in ways that I can't understand but you know when you work long hours and stuff like that being a dad you get those get those messages and right it kind of gets you um but one of the lines in that song new heart design too one of the lyrics it says ain't it funny how it feels when you start to realize that life is real yeah and i think that's part i mean that's what that one hit me because that's part of like where i think i'm at or when you became a dad and shit like that you you're not just partying or you're not just, you're not indestructible anymore. You know, when people say, oh, shit got real, like that's what it's talking about. I think when you realize that your life that you're living is a real thing, it's going to end. Right. You can appreciate it or not. All the words, all the shit that you're constantly told doesn't, I mean, it's just motivational shit until one day, like he's saying, it's funny. It hits you that life is real, you know? Well, and the way I kind of relate to the lyrically to the stuff he's talking about in the context of the whole album is, is similar to what you're saying as not being a parent. It's just the re, what you're what you're also saying the reality of not a midlife crisis, but uh, you know, for me, as you get into your mid late thirties, almost forty, you're like, 
uh, oh, <laughs> yeah, life kind of, it, it doesn't suck, but it sucks. Like, it's it's not a fairy tale. Right. Like, yeah. uh, you don't become necessarily, like, this massive pessimist, but you start to realize, like, you know, you, you for me personally, you, used to lie to, you could, could lie to yourself uh, about, you know, be, try and be as optimistic as possible. You're like, you know, he's, he's struggling, I think with relationship stuff, whether it be friends or romantic or whatever, but you can yeah. feel that tone of like, I can't just smoke weed and get drunk and, yeah, and life, uh, you know, you just bounce back and you go get some more poon yeah, or you, you get new friends, you I mean, start to get older and you start to get to the point of just the, um, excess and anything is bad right? yeah. and not really bad because getting high is always going to be nice. Yeah, get it's a little great. stone, get a little drunk or whatever. But when you do it for 25 years, it just turns into like, well, I guess I'll get high again tonight mm. instead of nothing's <laughs> new. Or I guess I'll get drunk again tonight. And, um, well, that's, you know, and, and I'd like to know more. I don't know. I wish I could sometimes dive into their heads and just in, in a situation like this, like the new heart design, what that's the title of the track, new heart design. Right. Well, is it a new design for your heart? Is that like there's something that's uh, defining his heart different now? Maybe that's where the lyrics coming from. Maybe it's his his son, his kid, or whoever was on the that thing. Or maybe, you know, maybe it's changing the way he feels about things. I don't. I don't know. That's what's interesting um, when you compare this to Beloved. Like his stuff's pretty complex. It felt yeah. like it. It might be simple, boiled down, but the way he says it is there's a lot of words. It's heavy, right? <laughs> yeah, and that's like a a heavy a poet. I think will do that. I think I've mentioned it before, but I think Keith does that in one of his novels, like when he writes his, have you ever read Keith's novels yeah. from e I've read, I've read scale. Yeah. Like parts of scale. I think he used like three or four pages to, to, to say two paragraphs of stuff. Right. You know, it's, it's like it's the grapes, the wrath It's 487,000 pages. I realize of, you're trying to grab like this thing and really stretch that out, but maybe you don't need to, you know, a, a, but that's the, I mean that's the super, thing even with yeah. turnstile I mean it's pretty simple yeah but there's pretty still simple. there's still some mis- no pun intended mystery <laughs> yeah you know to it's it like because you don't yeah. necessarily know why he's saying something that may sound simple like where's yeah. he coming from because you could interpret it different ways still yeah even which though is, it's not as wordy which is what they want but it's if you were just looking at things lyrically this album wouldn't grab you half as much as the last album did but that's where, the, that's where the music <laughs> kicks off because musically this one is fucking all over the map compared to the last one. <clears throat> oh yeah yeah i mean it's touching on so many other things i want to fucking dance sometimes yeah. i want to just sit down and like stare at the ceiling sometimes there's like there's a lot of there's a, a bunch of different touches in it per, mm-hmm. from a production standpoint like it's pretty creative to to be a hardcore band specifically and kind of wind in those different sounds yeah and the song wild world and dance off and i think on don't play i think as well they're using that wood block so yeah. a lot of times you'll hear it you'll hear like a cowbell or a wood block or a triangle or some weird shit like that like on one song out of the album <laughs> but no they're like they're pulling it in a bunch of different <clears throat> bunch of different songs dance off was kind of an interesting one like yeah i i kind of got the idea that maybe this is about like the live music concert scene um because there's there's a lyric in there where 
I like this lyrically, actually, this one as I'm. Yeah. It's always goodbye. It was a good time. It just kind of has like a weird slow drive. Come through the door. Yeah, you come through the door, you dance off together, and then it's goodbye, and it was a good time. Now we're moving on. Right. Maybe I thought maybe it's about the the show scene. I would say it's about the show scene. Especially for touring. Right. For them, they came through the same door. It's always, hey, it was a good time. All right, I'll see you. That's the only time you're really talking to the band or the the fans right is after the show. Right. You're hardly, well, I don't know. Maybe they talked to them before, but. I think they tend to try and hide. Maybe it's not their experience. Maybe it's just what they see. Right. You know. Um, show up to the show. Hopefully, you catch the band afterwards, and it's like, oh, you say the same shit. They say, well, they can you imagine the, the broken the record, people? fucking uh, feeling yeah. of being on tour? You're playing your own same songs every time. Uh huh. You're talking to the same half, half or more are just wasted. Oh yeah. You know, and by that time they're fucking gone. They've been looking yeah. forward to this to see you. Mm-hmm. You're not looking forward to seeing them. No. You're just to them, to get, you're a fucking hero. You're trying to get back to the bus, but at the same time, you appreciate it. You love them as right. fans. You want to show them that you do, but like how many times? It's kind of like, not on the same level, but it's like, I find it hard to go to the bar now unless I have like a, wearing like a long sleeve shirt. You know what I mean? Because hey, I don't nice want, tattoos, bro. Yeah, because the same, I'm going to get that same fucking story for the last 10 years. It's been the same shit. You know? Right. Like, Let me tell you what I want to do. I'm like, I don't fucking care. Thanks, dude. I'm off the clock. Man, that was so cool. You guys were up on stage and you like spit up in the air and caught it in your own mouth. (laughs) I'm this fucking great, man. Yeah. Cool. This is a trick I learned from fucking Ozzy Osbourne. Right. It's only been done for 50 fucking years. That was pretty cool. Thanks, man. I mean, you don't want to... It's hard for me to talk about this and not feel like I'm putting down the whole fucking scene because I've been part of it, the concert scene, and we've all done it and we love it. Yeah, but it's but the reality of the situation. The reality is, Are you gonna I, lie about it? <laughs> I look back at the like I look at these things from that outside perspective. Again, life becoming life, you know, becoming real, life right. becoming real, and just it, life goes on after that stage. And you think, well, now he's got a now this, and now he's gonna go take a shit. And now he's going to be mad because he's shitting and he's got to piss. So he's going to piss on the back of the bus. And then they're going to have the fucking manager yelling at him because somebody fucking stubbed their toe or some shit, digging the drums down, and they fucking kicked a hole in something. And now they're just going to have to go crawl into their little bunk. Yeah, I mean, it, to nothing about thing. it actually sounds like a treat or like, like something I'd want to do. Yeah. Like everybody, I think, at surface level is like, would it be cool to be it. a rock star? I'd love to experience it, but to do it just... That's your life. It's Groundhog Day. Yeah, it's Groundhog Day. You have to get fucking bananas. You have to let the guys get up on stage and you like doing fucking arena shows every night. Yeah. Oh my god, <laughs> man! I hope that fucking pyro goes wrong and burns my fucking right. face off, so I can at least see a hospital or some change of fucking pace around here. Uh, you know? <laughs> did you by chance see any uh, live videos of these guys, Turnstile? No, but it's- the the photos I've seen. Reminds me a lot of like early Etid or Fever three three three, just like playing in like the weirdest warehouses and just basement shit, which I like. I like that. It, it, it's pretty chaotic. It's mm-hmm. uh, you know small. Well, now they're they're actually getting fairly. 
fairly big. So uh, the more recent shows I've seen live, mm-hmm. they're you know it's a little bit more of a traditional venue, but yeah. it's still the same shit, which is comical because it shows my age, where I'm at with it. You know the constant revolving of throwing the guy on stage, doing some slam dance, you know, yeah. like and, and then, then jumping around. in the cow and the crowd and uh-huh. like it's just nonstop. I mean, it's yeah. it's eight guys at one time, and you're like, yeah. this is fucking crazy. I'm gonna roll ankle watching this. Yeah. Like, I, re- I remember doing that shit and it's great it's so good and if you live for that moment awesome and i could like if i was in a band that regularly had that i could find myself living for that moment but right i would also be in that exact same headspace for the rest of my life and when i got out of it i'd, I'd be kind of bummed you know yeah I mean, I, it's probably like then, a drug addiction yeah and then it's or any sort of but i mean it's could be a high too it would definitely be a high fuck <laughs> it's it's definitely a high i would live for watching that that one chick that always gets up there like the 16 year old girl who's like you don't know what you just got yourself into <laughs> she you know, gets up like, there, doesn't realize there's like a four foot gap between the stage <laughs> and the people she's like oh my god i gotta clear this gap just to get to the first row of hands they're not she, gonna catch me she's <laughs> like well the guy at hot topic told me <laughs> yeah, if you get a chance to get on that stage just fucking get up there stage diving is so cool and <laughs> she's fucking cracks god me up damn it yeah and there's always there's always that moment too after the dance, like you said, they get up there and they dance around. Maybe they look at one of the band members and give them a high five or something, and then whoo, they're so excited. And then there's that moment of like, oh fuck, where do I jump? Yeah, where do I go now? What do What do I do? And that guy's like, gonna grab me. They're trying to like analyze the stage. Where's the safest place to jump off here? But right. <laughs> like, dude, just go, just go. If you fucking end up on the floor, well, that's just part of it. It is okay. it. You'll get drug out of there. Don't you worry. They'll get yeah. you to the hospital. You'll be fine. You'll be fine. Yeah, their live shows look pretty fun, though. That's the one thing about, like, kind of this genre, even though this one's a little more genre-bending-esque, is it just looks, like, fun. hmm Like, there's certain bands... It is very intense, too. They don't, like, you're not going to get in there and have, like, a spacey stare-at-the-sky right. moment. It's going to be... It's That's one thing I can say about this band that I loved on this album and the 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 genre, I guess, in general that the music is. It's very... We are right here, right now. Right. In this room. There's nothing else. Like, you're having a good time, and there's, we're not trying to make you think about other things. We're not trying to make you ask questions about your existence or whatever the fuck. Like, it's not a tool. It's album simple by, by design. Yeah, exactly. Simple by design. Perfect. It's, that's, that's just what they want. Yeah. Just go. It worked for dad. It's, it's, it's a hardcore bouncing souls. Yeah. Go in there and just yeah. jump around just a little jump bit. jump around and fucking go banana sandwich and at the end of it deal with that when it, that's the time. And that's great. Yeah, I dig I it. love that about it. Yeah, and if you do have a chance and you're listening to this, you should jump on um, on YouTube and look up there. Uh, that, I think it is Glow On. Look up their, their YouTube that's channel. That's the name of that That uh, conceptual art visual probably is if it was three songs off this album yeah, yeah it was really cool actually because uh, in fact i'll play um this one song the song wild world i took a note that says lyrically it says lost another friend to a fight i'll never know oh yeah um that one so, kind of caught me i thought suicide I I, yeah maybe suicide and, and not knowing that maybe a drug addiction an overdose on accident or um who knows? But yeah, it's about that, just watching society around us exist in a way that we can't, uh, it, you just can't fathom. 
but you can't understand other than just calling it a wild world. Like everybody says, wild world we're living in right. nowadays, man. Right. I wonder if that's where they got that, like where he titled that from is just the constant. Because being back east, I mean, COVID hit them all a lot sooner than it hit us. You right. Know? Well, and we so don't, we, we didn't, I mean, in general, the way they. Yeah. The way they deal. The way they had to deal with it. with that time, with it, yeah. actually. Yeah. We don't, we can't really, we got off easy. Yeah. <laughs> compared to what, definitely. you know. Um, the, no surprise, this one kind of catches me. Yeah. yeah. This one's real, real quick, right? Real short yeah, song. 40 some seconds. Yeah. I think it's the last lyric. It's the, the mirror. You really gotta see it to get it. Oh, it's this part. You really gotta see it live. Oh. See it live. You never feel it till you die from. It's that one. And then. You never really feel it till you. It just ends. It just ends like that. But the bassist actually sings that. Nice. Um. Well, it's that last line that gets me is the, you never, you never feel it till you die from it. Yeah. I mean, it, which is exactly why the song ends <laughs> the way it does. It, you know, it's so simple. It, I mean, try, I'm trying to extract like this, this eye opening moment, this like awakening from yeah. it, but it, it's so simple. There is some of that to it for me. Well, that's sometimes that's, I need it to just be told to me like literal. From what I um, uh, believe, is that the word I'm looking for? Understand, feel, whatever. Um, an awakening or anything that you're saying is always, for me, it is simple. Right. It's it's Occam's razor, you know? The simplest Wait a minute. Reason. That's new to me. Occam's razor? Yeah. I've never heard it's of that. It's the... the it's a theory. I guess they would call it a theory. Sounds stupid because I know the thing, but I don't know what they call it. Anyway, <laughs> it's a the idea that the the answer to anything is most likely the most obvious answer. Oh, okay. That's that's it. That's it. All like right. a lot of times, it looks like he did it. Probably fucking did it. That's, Can we pepper Schrodinger's cat into this or whatever? What? Or is it Schrodinger's box? What's that? There's See, a cat in the box. I think it's Schrodinger's. Someone's going to eat. There's a cat in the Billy's box. Billy's going to listen to this and slay me for <laughs> getting a Schrodinger's <laughs> box, I think it is. Some theory about if there's a cat in a box or something like that or something in a box. Huh. But if you can't see it, is it really there? Something like that. Oh, like the tree fall in the woods kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, kind of like that. Huh. I don't know. I could have just slayed that whole concept, name, everything. <laughs> I think there's a box involved. There's a box. Maybe a cat. If you've seen National Foods <laughs> Christmas Vacation, yeah. she brings over the box of the cat. Yeah. But is there really a cat? Uh, there is, but I don't know. I mean, the, the simple the simple ways of things are always just, you know. So, yeah, you don't have to put it crazy. No. I think the only reason I like it when it's put really crazy and confusing is because I feel that, it, I don't know, just a moody bitch sometimes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what it is. You just get super moody and shit. I want it to be important. Well, and I want this to be super important. So 
there's a lot of words. Which you are an artist. Definitely is super important. Literally on your IRS tax returns, I believe you it says it artist, says, right? It does say artist on my tax returns. So I expect nothing less. You okay. need I just need to be real fucking moody and over the top. I'm sometimes. a mechanic. I'm supposed to go to work and listen to this simple shit that slaps me in the face. <laughs> I don't want to think too hard about it. Okay. I got okay, shit to yeah. put together. Yeah, I can't. I'm a be, simple man. Can't be fucking changing this carburetor out. Do you still do carburetors? Probably not. I do a lot still, believe it or not. Huh. Yeah, they're still out. Everything was fuel injected. So they made a lot of them over the years. So (laughs) all the new stuff is, but the new stuff usually works. So I don't get to see it as much. That's true. I get to see all the at least for a couple more years till it starts to break. I see a fair amount of the the new stuff for multiple reasons, but a lot of old junk. But yeah, I mean, I think that's what makes people. That's what the world is about: having different points of views. Yeah, and this one is nice, being fucking straightforward and fun. Yeah. What song is it that the goddamn? Uh, do you want the block? You want the wood block? No, <laughs> well I do want the wood block, but because I always want. Oh, it's don't play. There, that's the one that has the full-on fucking salsa, or whatever. Has that breakdown halfway through, doesn't it? Yeah, and it starts like, and again, the the wood blocks in that one too. Here it is, yeah. and then. Yeah. How do you even so, come up with that it's a shit? a distorted version of like, like they must have been listening to, uh, I feel like I'm stepping on my date's toes. No shit. On the dance floor. <laughs> yeah, I just see the really fast, like, gotta have your hand on your stomach, like you Frank. Gotta, and you, you're Frank and it's always hands. sunny. Yeah. <laughs> yabuja, <Yep>. yabuja. <laughs> I just saw recently that they are the... That's the longest running TV show ever. It's fucking crazy. Before you you got over here before this podcast today, we watched uh, the two new episodes this season. Uh huh. It's tough. Is it as tough? a longtime Sunny fan? These are getting the last. Tough. It's it's time to it's time to wrap it up, boys. Time to hang. Seinfeld it up. did it at the top. They yeah. peaked and they're coming down the backside. And I'm like, you should have just quit three seasons, four stopped. seasons. I hate that shit. Just, I mean, is do you do it for the money or are you doing it for the art? Are you doing it? Or, hopefully for, for the right reasons. I would hope. For fun? I don't know. But Yeah, that makes me think of Frank from that. That just makes me want to dance like salsa. If it doesn't, you're fucking, you're dead inside. I know. It's just a little more distorted and it's fucking awesome. I also like the use of bass drops in this. Did you notice that? I don't know what uh, speakers or headphones you listen to this on. I'll do uh, a... I I put a note on one of the songs about it, but I can't remember. Alien Love Call has a bass drop at the beginning. I'm going to just drop that. Right there. So Ooh. if you got good speakers, you're gonna feel that. Is it the 808? Is that what Ooh. that is? 808, baby. Is that what that Slap is? Slap that bass. <laughs> Slap the bass. They're just hitting triggers. Yeah, there's the the alien, and then that uh, the TLC, the Turnstile Love Connection song. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the that song just about fucking. It's just about fucking. I need some TLC. I need some TLC. This good old fucking hardcore beat right yeah. there. Yeah. It is. TLC. And then uh, that voice, that's Snapcase. I'll, that's that's <laughs> yeah. Snapcase song. <laughs> You're like, <laughs> is this a new band or not? The, yeah. That's, I, I literally had to look at the date again. I looked at it and I was like, all right, 2020. And it started playing. What the fuck? No, this is some old school shit. This is like Snapcase era. But I guess the fact that they can bring that back for me is fucking cool now too. Well, the beauty of, uh, you know, maybe beyond influence. I mean, if it is, feels literally the same, but obviously 
you're taking from influences, the people that came before you, but they clearly took the influence and then ran with it. Oh yeah. Cause and they got some shit that there's some total, snap case didn't it's do. totally different. Yeah. I'm not, I, I don't, I don't have a bad opinion about turnstile at all anymore. And before I would have had like a, meh. I would have just been meh. Well, that's, what's cool about this whole thing is, uh, beloved. I would have, uh, I would have turned it off. Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't have given it the time, and I needed to give it the time because ultimately, the same as you, this, it, you have a, a it's coming back in a different way. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I needed to put the work in. I'm, I'm excited to find one that you just think sucks from the beginning and still sucks at the end. It's of the gonna week. happen. It's gonna it was happen. in excess last last episode. <laughs> it was your own uh, pick. It was. I mean, it's, it didn't suck when I was six, when I or whatever eight. But from the moment I had to listen to it as an adult to the moment God I finished, damn it. I was uh, I was over it. Yeah, it's terrible. I, actually, I listened to that album so much to fucking figure it out since I had I knew nothing about it. I actually Spotify has a in excess radio playlist for that's you now. like on there for me now suggested would you like to listen to it? like yeah i definitely want to jump into like your rhythmics and in excess <laughs> and fucking the cure and all this shit for the next three hours hell no for like, the record like, if there's anyone out there who knows is there a way to remove shit from like the algorithm's fucking brain because there's some songs specifically um i don't even know the names of them because they'll play while i'm working yeah. And I'm like, if I hear this fucking song one more time. I thought there was a way that you could thumbs down it. I haven't but I found don't think it. There is. They just have the option to like it or Because Pandora, you could do that. Yeah. Thumbs down. You would you could get oh, it out of your fucking oh, life. There is. If you slide over, like if you didn't like this song right here. Oh in the track list? Yeah. If you nope. No. Nope. Oh, I'm sorry. Just slide it over. That's a like. You just like it. Oh, there's a now, red heart. Now unlike it. Well, oh, see. It? You just liked it. All right. Okay, now if you go this way. Oh. You can add it or unadd it to the playlist. All right, we're teaching me and we're teaching the listeners. Yeah. Because we care about people. Yeah, so everybody, if you don't know, just fucking slide shit around. I'm going to have a busy Monday at work. I'm going to go tomorrow <laughs> with this newfound. You're not going to get shit I'm like, done. I'm done with this motherfucking <laughs> song. Yeah, every time it's playing, or I think it's like on the three dots, you can like hit the three dots and say remove from playlist or whatever. Huh. They'll just take right. it off. Good to know. But they're not going to take the whole band off of there. So if it's a, just a shitty band, you're still fucked. It's just inter- the other. The other thing is interesting is like your Discover Weekly on Spotify. It plays the same fucking shit like every uh-huh. time. Like the how same is this? Bands or no same tracks? Like if nothing, if something uh, doesn't. Yeah, it's like if a, nothing new comes out that week. They're going to play this. Oh, yeah, I'm shit. like, I'm like, this was on two weeks ago to Discover Weekly. Like, yeah. I, I already discovered this for the last five years. What am I paying you people for? Yeah, I stopped even doing doing that. The, I just kind of like, I mean, it, it will show me. I'll just scam through it and be like, oh, okay. <laughs> then I have like a recommended for today thing. You got one of those too. And there's some albums on there I never even. Yeah, you get some They're weird shit. Some wacky shit out, but Com- computers can fuck you over. They can help you, and they, they can fuck do. you. <laughs> Fucking algorithms. Um, uh, did we want to talk about music news a little bit? Sure. Yeah. Let me uh, let me put this track on, and I'm gonna piss, and then we'll go into our next segment called music news. This is a whole new thing. Because because music news can't be done. Holy well, I have wait. to pee. Holy wait! Stop before you do that. Yeah. So because I was listening to Turnstile. There's a thing on Spotify right here that says more like turnstile. And one of the things is straight edge anthems. It's really? A playlist of straight edge anthems. Oh. 
All right. With Minor Threat, Throwdown, H2O, Gorilla Biscuits. Well, I haven't Earth listened Crisis, to H2O in a long time. All those guys, but um, I don't see Turnstile on this thing. Huh. That's weird. Maybe well, they're definitely not straight edge, though. Oh. They smoke a lot of pot. So, see, this is where <laughs> this is, they're, they're wrong. Anyway. Does it say straight edge? No. I mean, no. They, it says that the straight edge anthems would be like Turnstile. See? Fucking Spotify, you don't even know. See, they're fucking <laughs> us all up. All right, we'll be right back. All right, I'm going to take a leak, and we're going to listen to news. <laughs> Just in. <laughs> Music news. That was good. Yeah. We don't have any buttons, so that's what we're yeah. working with right now. We're working on, we're, we don't have a producer. We don't know if we're going to do music news every time, but there's been music news recently that we both listened to. Jordan Buckley stabbed Keith Buckley in the back, his oh own brother. Oh my God. Every time Fucking I die, backstabbers. it's over. Tid the season's not happening. They're Pat? never putting another album out. <laughs> Fucking the world's ending. But the world's ending. Pat was convinced every time was every time I die was done. So he was I, like, <laughs> you gotta say, this is not good, guys. Not good. That's all I said. Here's a link to this one little thing. This is not good. Do you <laughs> want to know how fucking stupid I am? <laughs> <laughs> I, I read, I was looking at that as I was waiting for an Uber to go out uh, for a buddy's birthday. Okay. And uh, I was like, I'm, I'm devastated. Bill's sitting next to me, my wife. Yeah. She's like, uh, I'm having a bad day. My, uh, my, my stepbrother's ex-wife died, you know, or ex-stepsister died. Right. I was like, I don't think you heard me. <laughs> Every time I die, is brand- I don't care about your dead stepsister-in-law. <laughs> I was devastated. <laughs> you, you obviously don't understand the gravity of this, okay? Uh, I was I mean, having a flashback to when uh, Major Minor, wasn't it after Major Minor when uh, they went on hiatus thrice? I don't remember. After Beggars. It, was it after Beggars they or, went on it, hiatus? Around there, yeah. It was, a, and they it was a, after Beggars. We're going to go on a hiatus, and you were like, oh, oh dear God. God. How am I supposed to exist anymore? I don't know if you know this about me, but I'm a bit dramatic. <laughs> The, this is it. The band's breaking up. I've never hung out with them, but I'm fucking <laughs> rude. It's ruining my life. Went out, drank till I puked to get over it. It was fucking crazy. <laughs> crazy. Bill's over there crying. <laughs> I literally About turned to her and said, family members. Have something. you seen the body? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I told her. Oh I thought that would cheer her up a joke, but it didn't. No, really. didn't. No, no. she just. Like, Tell you see the you body, know, you don't know if she's dead. No, you really don't know. It's not even. That's not really funny. Jesus. That's fucked up. But I thought it was funny. But yeah, so uh, yeah, there was a some basically Keith went on saying I'm I'm taking the last three dates of the tour off, and then the band posted saying that they were gonna that they were gonna play, play without him. him and with an open mic to basically invite people up to sing for him. But you know how that all happened is whatever you know there was further keith further said that he heard about the band talking about replacing him through a door or whatever there's a a lot of uh dynamics changing he's sober now and there's like you know so i can imagine there's a bunch of different it's different energy for sure on the tour traveling separately so he's not around that those things these are things that i think anybody who's loving and supporting your friends should just be okay with like yeah he doesn't want to he doesn't want to travel with us in the bus because we're going to be drinking or whatever the fuck and he's maybe new to the sober life and he just wants to separate himself from it okay i get it um so i think 
I'm I'm more on the the side of if if your friends or your brother specifically or anybody that you consider a brother or family is is trying to better themselves and and change, they're not trying to leave. Right. Or he would be gone. They're not trying to change the dynamic of the band. I mean, fuck, if anything, like, it's making it better. You know, at least I would think, unless... Well, I think it was their best <laughs> album, so... Yeah, yeah. And uh, so I could see how, from Keith's point of view, if that's what you're hearing behind the scenes, there there could be some frustration there. And changing your mental headspace and things like that. So I get it. And kind of, I, I get the hiatus. I I can see where before when you go, 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 and, and, and a band or anything that you're in is defining who you are, that's what you're all about. And then when you find something else that makes you feel better, you're not replacing it. Right. And especially when it comes to your mental health space and your physical health. Like being physically healthy and mentally healthy is only going to help the band or your art or right. whatever. You know, unless, I mean, there are some bands, I guess, like, that you could argue were better when they were fucked up because <laughs> the passion. Ozzy Osbourne. Ozzy Osbourne, maybe Green Day, you know, <laughs> some shit like that. But um, that's just because you liked the younger, more immature side of things, right. you know. But when you're I do following have... a band through what the, as the band grows and you grow, you should be able to understand that. And I could see if there's there was crumbling foundation behind the guy. Yeah, I get it, you know. And well, and we don't overreacted or not. I don't I don't know. I bet there's a little like anything. There's a little probably a little truth to every all all, all sides, you know. Yeah, yeah. He's probably hypersensitive, rightfully so. Mhm. Um it's got to be pretty tough to be in a band for basically 20 years. Yeah. Drunk, then get sober and then have the other guys continue the way they did it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, your mindset's got to be crazy after living that lifestyle and then yeah. not being that way. Yeah. And you're probably going to be a little paranoid that everybody's like, I'm not the same. He might even second guess himself. Yeah. Am I this good? He seems to say he believes he's the best he's ever been. But yeah. sometimes what you say is a narrative you're creating to, to convince yourself. It's not necessarily true. And it might be true, too. Maybe. I'm yeah. speculating. There's there's a ton of possible. I mean, they're definitely not getting back together. Um, Ever. that's all we can Ever. we can know for sure. Is, <laughs> it's over. No, there will be a tid the season. <laughs> there will be more shit. I'm oh. sure this is just like a. It was interesting to see how, uh, for me, how fucking crazy this took off the last two days, three days, or what it was. Social media will take anything. Yeah, and magnify. But, I mean, I the shit show. I always it. thought. You know, every time I die was always such a fan-based, cool, like, hard to listen to for a lot of people. So not many people gave a fuck about what their news was. Right, right. But this last album hit it so hard and and got everybody on board, I guess, so much that, uh, fuck, this news was all over the place. I mean, Revolver's already got, like, two interviews with Keith about the whole fucking thing. There's, like, the epitaph and and the band themselves have had to make official apologies for confusing oh, did, did people they? about shit i didn't yeah, even they, see that the, the band actually canceled the last three they're not i did see they those. canceled the, the last yeah, three they, shows and they're like apologizing to fans about the confusion of whether or not they were going to play those shows and and apologizing if there was some sort of misunderstanding that they were maybe saying that keith what? had uh, a, a mental problem right because he doesn't 
he was just wants to work on his mental health. You know what I mean? At least that's what they were saying. They were saying, two people are asking us like, oh my God, is he all fucked up? What's going on? Blah, 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 blah. And I don't know if that's But you know what's weird about that is that Keith made the basically the same statement on his own social media they, about his mental health and taking a break. Mm-hmm. Uh, I read that and then I read the statement from the band on their social media. Mm-hmm. And then Keith came back basically attacking the band for their statement. And I thought as a neutral party who just read both of yours out of your mouth mm-hmm. and theirs, I disagreed with, from my perspective, what, what Keith was kind of saying. Like, I didn't misinterpret what the band said. Maybe a little bit in the sense that they said they were going to play the last three shows with the open mic yeah. without him. I could kind of see from his perspective where he felt attacked, but mm-hmm. I didn't think it was as twisted as he, Keith, made the band statement sound. Yeah. But those things are open to interpretation. Yeah. And I don't know. I mean, like I said in my little, or my long ass rebuttal that I didn't think <laughs> yeah. was so long. Ryan wrote us a novel yeah, via text. Yeah, no fucking idea. Is that voice um, to text? Uh? Voice to text. That's why all the typos and shit. No. I I think uh, the fact that we, that any, uh, that the fans in general were in tune to all of this information so raw and so soon is a is a pure statement of how the the band works with their fans right and it's all a, a family thing they try to stay connected with everybody all the time because fuck any, any other band you know some shit would happen and the manager would be like don't anybody fucking tell them we're gonna deal with blah, 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 blah. and they right. just show up to the show and they wouldn't be there like what the fuck happened oh it got canceled why well, did you cancel? Well, I don't know. Somebody had diarrhea or some shit. You wouldn't even <laughs> right. know that there was like uh, some sort of, I don't know, confusion or, or whatever. You know, somebody misunderstood something or something. Well, there's all, I mean, how many bands have there been over the years where like it's 10 years later and they're just barely telling the story of what happened right. 10 years ago. Right. No like one ever knew. Rush or the Stones or some shit like that. Right. You find out like. Or fucking oh well, I guess Oasis was pretty out there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that wasn't even that, social media era; and it no, was out there. Yeah, Joel and Noel they fucking hate each other's guts. <laughs> but <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, social media does kind of suck in that you, respect. You want to keep things connected and keep everybody in the know, but then sometimes maybe not. Like, because there's probably some be. moments where any all of them should have uh, counted to ten before they posted, right? And then they wouldn't have posted and realized Every how that single, would have been yeah. a better idea. <laughs> Count to ten. Three minute, three minute buffer. Yeah. And then okay. revisit your idea. Yeah. I mean, think of how many times, I mean, I can say personally, I've done it with one friend in particular. I was like, if I'd have waited five more sec- seconds, but not, I wouldn't send that text. <laughs> that <laughs> right. would have been a lot easier than the cleanup <laughs> that had to be done because I was emotional. <laughs> you know what? Fuck you and, and the horse you Fuck your at. stupid fucking wife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then it's a lot of uh, about that. Yeah. So been there, done that. Yep, so in light of music news, everybody should just take ten seconds before you send that text message. Take a deep breath. Especially if you're about to send a dick pic to a chick. Uh-huh. Take fifteen seconds. Yeah. Really look at that dick hard. Pun intended. Or that hard dick. Yeah. Whatever you're doing. Don't send it. <laughs> don't send they it. They don't want to see they it. They don't want to see it, and there's no angle that you can give us that looks good. It's bad. Dicks don't look good. They just don't. Mm-mm. And women who don't know you especially don't want to see it. No. Oh. Yeah. And if she's asking you for it, still consider maybe you shouldn't. Yeah, you sh- you definitely shouldn't. 
Don't that do it. Sounds like blackmail to me. <laughs> she's, <laughs> she's like, like make sure there's a defining mark somewhere that no we can, shit. can so be can used in the court know of it's law. Yours for sure. Yeah. Do you have a social security card you can place on top down. of it? No shit. <laughs> I need two angles: one with the front of the card, one with the back. That'd be good. Jeez. Oh, we got. Uh, wouldn't be a fucking podcast I'm on without some dick talk. I know. That's what I do. But uh, anyway, well, those are two great albums. I hope you guys all go out there. Guys and gals, and you listen to those albums. Yes, even if you're not into it, give them a couple songs. Yeah, give it a chance, and then like, subscribe, uh, tag a friend, follow every single thing that we do. Nobody else, just us. Because <laughs> if if you're, we've got two other podcasts. I don't remember the name of them right now, but I'm sure you'll find a link. <laughs> yeah, go check out Coffee. We Stains. don't even have a title for ours officially yet. I was thinking about it. I ran. I ran our. Uh, I ran it by a couple people. Yeah. Assholes in headphones in. is universally accepted as the choice. Not so with. Okay. If you're good with it, I think that's the official name. Good with it. Assholes in headphones. I'm going to have to make some altercations to some artwork, but that's fine. Shit. Hopefully that's not a big deal. Not a big deal. Because I think that uh, that, that tested well with the uh, beta crowd. All right. So right. I'm glad we have a beta crowd. You know me. I like to talk. He does. I've been telling everybody. He likes to talk, everybody. Can't shut me up. Well, so... Since these are time sensitive, I don't know when the fuck y'all are going to hear that. So that music news is going to be old news by the time you hear it. I think we're getting there. I think we're we're almost going public with this shit. Uh-huh. So we'll, we're going to uh, get things going and then maybe by the first of the year. You're going to hear it. You're going to listen to this on February 19th and be like, oh shit. And to all the ladies out there listening to this laying in bed, I'm sorry we ruined your mattress. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You've been waiting to say that one forever. Huh? Just came, just came the, to just you right now? Right there. I mean, fuck. I... That's I bottle gold. up some shit, but that That's one was gold. just. Sorry, we ruined your mattress. <laughs> These All are right, two sultry fucking voices. God damn. God damn, this is a good idea. If you're not moist, your your water maker's broken. I don't your water maker. I don't know. All right, we're done. <laughs> we'll catch you anyway, on the next we're one. Get two, yeah, two more albums. We have no idea what they are. We're gonna decide right now, and then we'll catch you on the next time. All right, see you Remember, guys then. We're just a couple assholes in headphones. Booyah. Booyah. <laughs>